Fuck what they talk about. I've been getting my cake and running wild since a little child. Yeah. Getting it every day, I'm working sun up till the sun down. Yeah. I'm getting it every day, these niggas hating, trying to see how I do this shit. Bitch, I'm not new. What's up, guys? This is Jake Carlisle, and welcome to the Capital Gains Podcast, where we share our experiences on how to flip and invest in real estate, the stock market, and all things fitness. Join us as we dive deep into the world of self-development and get ready to make some capital gains. What's up, guys? It's Jake. Um, I am joined by Chad this morning. What's up, Chad? What's up? We are going to talk about honestly, kind of what me and Chad were texting about yesterday. We were just man, we were just complaining bad to each other yesterday, um, feeling sorry for ourselves. And uh, we kind of wanted to come on here and, and kind of be super transparent and give you the realities um, of, I guess, not necessarily investing in real estate, but I guess trying to build a business around real estate, more or less, uh, because investing in real estate really and truly is not that stressful. Um, but when you decide to start going flipping houses, raising money, doing big deals that require a lot of capital, a lot of know-how, um, a lot of experience, stuff goes wrong and um, sometimes the money just isn't there. So we wanted to kind of talk to you all about the realities of building a business around real estate and uh, just be super transparent about it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what me and Jake always, we vent to each other and it's, I guess you can say it's complaining, venting, whatever you want to call it. We do it to each other because we're in it together. So not a lot of other people don't understand. And it's like, yeah, Chad, you have you have this money here, you have this money there. And they they just see, you know, Jake and Chad have a business. We post and it looks good on Facebook and Instagram, right? But they don't see that we have 50% of our personal money tied up in these houses because of not um what do you call it not what's the word i can't even think of it right now i mean um not not doing the rehab correctly you know what i mean we we went over on rehab a little bit not nothing crazy but when that happens you got to put your own money in you know you got to do what you got to do um or the maxed out credit cards or you know all this stuff and all this money that we have tied up in these properties that are sitting on the market and they're good properties it's just the market slowed down a little bit and it takes time to sell, but you know, we just wanted to kind of talk about the stress that people don't see, you know, behind the curtains. They just see the flashy posts on Facebook that look good. Yep. And I think uh, what really helps me is usually it's one of us complaining. It's not usually both. Um, sometimes we'll just be like, "Oh yeah, this sucks," whatever. But uh, most of the time, we make jokes out of it. Honestly, we just bullshit, and it's yeah. like. <laughs> um so i mean really really we try to make light of it um because sometimes it really is just funny i mean you can't you can't do nothing about it and it's just kind of well this sucks oh well (laughs) um it's already stressful enough so if you really like stress on it even more you're gonna drive yourself into the ground yep and uh i think what really (laughs) helps us stay grounded when something happens or or when you know we owe 5500 bucks to somebody and oh well um where are we going to get it from? Right? Like we, I don't, I mean, we just kind of pull it out and figure it out, but um, you know, we, we have to figure out, Hey, what's our end goal? Um, what is, what is the driving force behind what we're doing? 
because when when stuff gets hard and when you have to go 100% over your rehab budget to get the job done, I mean, you don't have any choice. You have to. And no matter how much that hurts, like it doesn't matter. Like you have to do what you have to do, even if you don't want to do it to get what you to get where you want to go. Um, and so we just kind of wanted to bring that to light because, you know, I, we, I know Chad knows, you know, we know that you see the podcast, you see the Instagram posts, you see the stories, you see the flashy pictures on the listings, but you don't see the maxed out credit cards. You don't see the outstanding balances to contractors and subcontractors and lenders. Um, you don't see the, the literally the, the, the amount, the amount of short-term debt, um, that we, that we take on to do these things, um, and the interest payments that we have to make every month. I mean, I just wrote, I wrote a $5,400 check, I think three or four days ago, um, for interest. And I mean that like, that's just interest, right? Like, and that's, that's the cost of playing this game. And, uh, you know, eventually we'll, we'll have our own money and we'll have to do that. But, you know, right now, we have to pull some strings. We have to make some stuff happen. And, uh, you know, we've done our numbers right. You know, we're, we're going to be fine. But it's still just extremely, extremely stressful at times. Yeah. I mean, like, to put it in perspective, we, we sold one of our first places and we got, what was it, like $10,000 check. It was gone the next day. Like, it was literally yeah, yeah, gone yeah. the next we, day. Because we, we just had stuff to pay for. Yeah. It was our first, first investment. <laughs> Um, didn't have great on it. We, we broke even basically. Um, we, I think we got a check back for $10,087. That's what it was. Well, um, we got that check back and immediately deposited it. Well, then I had to go write a $5,400 check for interest. I had to go write a thousand dollar or Chad had to write a thousand dollar check to a contractor. Um, I had to pay a $26, $2,700 credit card bill. So like this stuff is, is not, is not for the faint of heart, right? Like if you don't have any money backing you, even though you can go into these places, like we were very fortunate to, to be able to do, you know, full purchase price, full rehab, you still got to account for, Hey, you got to make that interest payment every month. Hey, you got carrying costs, which is utilities, um, materials. If you need to go get materials really quick, um, any of that, um, it's coming out of your pocket right? Earnest money deposits, um, option money deposits, you know, it can, it can rack up really, really fast. Yeah. Cause those lenders ain't going to give you any more money. <laughs> That's the last thing they want to hear is you saying you screwed up on the budget and you need more money. Yep. Yeah. So. Once, once you, once they decided to lend you that money and you have the go ahead and let's say for one of our deals, the very first deal is actually the very first deal is a perfect example. Purchase price was one hundred seventeen thousand five hundred dollars, and um, we got our contractor in there. First time ever, first uh, ever talking to a contractor doing a flip. I said, "What do you think? Seventeen thousand five hundred? And uh, yeah, he came in with a sixteen thousand eight hundred dollars. I think that's what his bid was. I was like, "All right, sweet. We're gonna be under budget by seven hundred bucks." Well, um. We ended up spending about 30 grand on that rehab and partly because we were stupid and didn't get insurance on the house and hail hits the roof, roof is screwed. We had to go pay a whole roof 
out of pocket, which is like $7,000. Don't do that. Make sure you have insurance. Get your roof covered. Um, hit my boy up, Brett Sasser in Dallas. Um, <laughs> but, you know, we had to come up with 12500 bucks. Like, we had to. We had no choice to finish that house. And um, so sometimes you just got to do what you got to do. And uh, But, yeah, I had no choice but to, but to put our own money up because that lender was definitely not going to come back and give us more money for that. Yeah. And that's, and that's leads kind of back to the whole reason why we do this podcast and all this. I mean, yeah, of course we post on Facebook and we're going to make it look badass because it is badass. We're not going to post, you know, Hey, max out the credit card again. Like, <laughs> that's not what you do. Facebook is a, you know, a fashion show, but that's kind of why that's a thought behind the, the podcast. Like Jake and I haven't, I mean, you know, we're, we're hustling, but we haven't done shit, you know? We're no different than anyone else. It looks good, but I mean, we're we're doing the same thing anybody else does. And that's the whole purpose of this podcast. Cause I'm sure there's assholes out there that look at us like, who the hell are them? You know what I mean? They're not Andy for sell or anybody. No, we're not. But we're on the way there. And we like to we just want to explain what I'm sure they have went through as we go through it right now. So that's the whole purpose, you know, kind of off track of the podcast, you know, that's so y'all can see the struggles that we're going through as we go through them and how we work through them and so on. Yeah, because, you know, there there's two sides of the coin. There's the coin where everybody's hey, going to have to step. I'm going to have to step away for a second. I'm pretty sure Riker just got my headphones. You're good. So, okay. <laughs> oh, Riker. If you don't know, Riker is Chad's um, pocket pit bull. He is the sweetest boy on earth. And um, he is, he's deemed the unofficial uh, Arte mascot, Arte property management mascot. And uh, maybe I can, I'll, uh, maybe I should put a picture of him on Arte. We'll do that. We'll, we'll go ahead and post some on Arte with Riker. Um, but yeah, there's two sides to that coin. Um, you know, there's, there's a side where everybody's congratulating you and, you know, you, you know, the truth deep down is, Hey, like, we're only going to make half of what we thought we were going to make on this. And, you know, we're in it $20,000 more than we thought. And the market's slowing down and we got to pay an extra $5,000 interest and this and this and that. And it just gets hard. Uh, but on the flip side of that, you know, it's, we're very, very fortunate to be doing what we're doing. Um, as a 20 year old and a 25 year old with, when we started little to no track record at all, um, I know Chad had bought a, a house or two. Um, I hadn't bought anything at all. I just, I was like, I had, the, I had kind of the knowledge to do it. That's it. I had no track record. Chad had bought two houses and we just talked to the lender and he took a chance on us, right? Maybe he liked us. I don't know. Maybe he felt good that day. I don't know. Either way, we were very grateful to do what we do. Um, and it's, you know, just because, you know, it's America, we can do, we can shoot for the stars and hopefully land on the moon. I don't know. Um, but you know, it, that, that stuff is not all fun and games. It's not all shiny objects and rainbows and butterflies. Like this stuff is real and, uh, it's not for the faint of heart. And so, um, for everybody who's saying, Hey, that's awesome. I want to get into it. Yes, you do need to get into this or something like this. Do what sets your heart on fire. Um, but you need to understand that it's not going to become easy. 
uh, it's going to be really, really, really hard. Yeah. And this may be kind of off topic, but it, it goes with everything. But also, if you're wanting to get into it, be smart with who you partner with. Because I, I truly believe the partnership between Jake and I is very rare. And I think we're very blessed and lucky with how it turned out. Because, I mean, we really didn't, we knew each other. I, I think we both just sensed, like, I don't know what's the word. Like, you could just tell we had the same mindset. And we just, you know, we went off with it. And come to find out, like, we just, we, we work well together. You know, we, we don't argue. If we do, it's, you know, we're just about, we're about our business. We call each other out on our bullshit. Well, if we argue, it's usually just. It's not even, ar it's not even arguing. It's just. It's literally. You have an opinion, I have an opinion, and they aren't the same. But then we kind of share both sides, and then we reason with the closest thing that makes yep. sense. Yep. But that's—I feel uh, like that's like, rare. Chad loves Chad loves slumlord places and wants to be a slumlord, and I just want to—I just want like nice places. <laughs> Boy, I like. <laughs> I like to add value. I like to I like, add I like to, value. I like to predict the area, you know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. Which is what she's right. He's right. He, you know, you can go add value. You can wait five, 10 years and it could double. Like he could be a hundred percent right. You know, it just depends on your risk tolerance and what you, what you want. Yeah. And that goes to show though, too, the different aspects. Like these are the conversations that we literally have. Jake has his thought on place and I kind of have mine and they're completely different. Sometimes Jake looks at me and says, you're an idiot. And sometimes I tell him he's an idiot. Sometimes. But realistically, they both could work. Yeah, yeah. Mine, they're, they're, my, my, the end goal is the same. Yeah, exactly. Just I mean, mine may be a different. little bit more far-fetched, but it still could work. But, um, but anyways, back to kind of what I was saying, though, with the partnership, it's – you know, you got to be strategic, too, with, you know, who you pick out, who you're going to go into business with, business with, and, you know, what your plans are. Because I promise you, once money comes into the picture, Jake's starting to realize it, you know, because he's a little younger than me. But money changes people flat out. You can know them your whole life. You throw a couple dollars in front of their face and the true colors come out. And luckily, between us two, it's like it's always been square business. You know, money doesn't change. We don't really care. Because we know the end goal, right? So just well, little stuff like that to think about. I know the end goal. And, and to me, you know, I think the reason everybody gets so um, money hungry, I guess. And I know I know, me and Chad deal with this too, but we kind of just look at the end goal and, and sacrifice. Um, I look at money as a tool. Um, I don't look at it as a... I know money is your means of living, right? But um, I can't really explain it um, because I don't have a job that pays me every two weeks or really, I mean, I have a couple investments here and there. Like I got some, I got some cows that I can sell. Like I got some stuff that makes me money, but like, I don't ever know when the paycheck's coming in and it's not a lot, right? Like, so whenever, like, I don't know. I All I'm trying to say is, Whenever I need the money, it always seems to show up for me um, in some way or another. I don't know how that works, whatever, um, you know, and, and so that's kind of how I keep myself going is, hey, like, I don't know how we're going to get this done, but we're going to get it done. I'm going to pay for it. 
and uh, kind of sacrificing that short-term gain for that long-term success. Um, but as Chad said on the partnership deal, um, something I'm having to learn a little bit, a little bit harder uh, because I'm younger. Um, Chad's, you know, he's got five years on me, so he's lived a little, lived a little bit more. Um, and it really does. Money changes people. And I think it's because they operate in a scarcity mindset. Like, hey, like, oh, look, money, it's never coming back. Like, no, like, there's like $30 trillion in the world. Like, there's enough for everybody. Um, but I'm having to learn that the hard way and figure it out for myself. But uh, hopefully people I just can't see past it is the problem. Yep. You know what I mean? Somebody sees that five grand, they're just like, give, give it to me now. Well, yep. I mean, what if that five grand in 20 years can turn into a hundred? Yep. You know what I mean? Like people just want, want it now. Yep. Because I, I know for a fact, um, you know, if, if I knowing what I know now, I know for a fact, if I was to go do something completely separate, we didn't have this and Chad was going to do something completely separate. We didn't have this. I would probably go, I don't know, be a real estate agent, go do something in sales, sell roofs. I don't know, whatever. I could probably go make six figures. Same with Chad. Chad's been a top producer for seven years at a plumbing, a plumbing company. He could go make seven figures in the next six months. Like literally like no BS. He could do it. Right. Um, and like, you know, we're going to quote unquote make six figures with this, these flips over the next six months or whatever. But, um, I think the reason we both, and I think this reason Chad, you know, he was already making six figures at his plumbing job. You know, he realized, Hey, like this is hindering me from growing in my business and growing long-term because I'm stuck in this hamster wheel, right? Making good money. And I know for a fact he struggles, struggles, struggles with this. And I do too. Like, Hey, where in the hell is, is the money coming for the bills due next week? <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And that's, man, I had a good conversation with my buddy, Scott, um, shout out, but you know, he kind of, he goes to the same thing. Like that man, he's 35. So he got some, you know, he's got 10 years on me, but has the mindset of a child, but, um, <laughs> great, great advice. And I was on the phone with him for about an hour yesterday and he was talking about it. He went through some stuff and, you know, he was saying, he's like, man, I don't know. Cause he, he runs a plumbing install company, like excavation, yada, yada. And some of the work dried up and he was just like, you know, I don't know what y'all believe in, you know, whatever, but you know, he was saying, he's like, man, I literally was saying a prayer every morning. And one day he was just like, you know, he was getting stressed, he didn't have work and he randomly got a job, you know, at about noon that day. And since then it's been rolling. And so basically what I'm getting at, and he, you know, I've learned this from him along the way is I believe in karma you know, I believe in ethics. So I feel like if every day you, you're handling your business and doing it with ethics and doing it the right way, you know, not screwing anybody over, trying to help people. And I struggle with that, not the screwing part over, but sometimes I can get selfish. I feel like that's anybody. But if you keep that mindset of an abundance and giving and trying to help people keep your ethics in check, good things will come your way. You know, people that do that, people like Jake and I, like we catch breaks. It, it is what it is. I don't know if that's the universe, you know, the higher power, but we catch breaks. But I, I believe it's because of the, what we do and what we put out into the world. People like that catch breaks. Yep. And this is, this is a really good example of, of this. Like, um, I have to, 
I have to pay my tuition for college every every month, right? It's I have some on some payment plan. I don't know. It's four hundred eighty bucks. Um, coming into the semester, I I was gonna owe like sixty five hundred bucks in in tuition, right? And I mean, I got it, but that's gonna push me dry, right? Like with with the money I have in the houses and you know investing and whatever, like it'll push me pretty low. Well. <sighs> You know, I wasn't super worried about it because I'm always kind of like, hey, it'll work itself out. Well, you know, right before the semester started, I got a $4,500 grant, right? For, I don't know why. I really don't know why. I got it from A&M, grateful for it. Um, and now I only owe $2,000 and I got an $800 check from a cow I sold three weeks ago that I had no idea about, right? Um, just went to the sale barn. That's 800 bucks. And so now I'm at 1200 bucks. Well, that's manageable, right? And so just somehow, some way it all works out. Um, I think we just have to keep focus on the end goal and do the right thing every single day to get you closer to that goal. Um, and I, I, I hope, and I think um, the world will, will uh, reward us for it. Yep. Do the right thing and things will align. And even when the bad things happen, keep your same path. And trust me, I'm not act, acting like this is what I live by. I try to, but I'm human just like anyone else. You know, worldly things come at me. I get bad attitudes, stuff like that. But just keep that in mind. I try to, and I, I, I believe the things will align in, in your favor. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I think that was really good. Um, yeah. It, it the, the biggest things were this, you know, you got to keep it real in the, in the business world. Um, you know, everybody's, everybody is trying to flex and look good and, and, uh, but they don't show you when, you know, yesterday at the gym when I was working out and I was in the middle of my sets, head down on my, uh, on my arm, listening to some heavy metal. And I just, I like, I felt hopeless almost because, um, I didn't know what was next. Right. And so I got through it and got better, you know, but like, Sometimes it's just hopeless and you just kind of got a one foot in front of the other roll and uh, that's all it takes. One foot in front of the other. Stress and anxiety is real, you know? Yeah. I like to, I told Chad this yesterday. I think entrepreneurship, yeah, there can be some phys hard physical parts of it, right? Like you got to wake up early. You got to go do this, do that, work on these houses, yada, yada. But like, it's really honestly psychological. It's all a head game. Um, and it, that's really it. Like if you've got the money to support it and you've got the, I guess, people to, to roll around you, it is literally just psychological. That's all it is. It's a head game. It is a head game. Yep. Um, so I think that was really good. Um, uh, you got anything else for me? No, that's uh, I gotta go get Riker again. He's dude. He's a menace this morning. He's a menace. Riker, Riker. Dude. I told I told everybody on the podcast uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna post Riker, the unofficial mascot of Arte, on Facebook. Oh yeah, yeah. That's that's my baby. <laughs> Love him. All righty. Well, thank you guys, and uh, we'll catch you next time. Peace. Thank you guys for listening to the Capital Gains podcast. If you got any value from this, please share it. Um, give us a review on Apple Podcasts. We would really appreciate it. And just let us know what we've been doing good, what we do bad. Um, if we do anything bad, please just let us know so we can correct it. Let us know what you want to hear from us. That way we can improve the podcast and get you guys the content you want. 
Um, and if you want to be a guest on the podcast, reach out to us and let's see if we can add some value to each other. Let's get ready to make some capital gains. Fuck what they talk out. I've been getting my cake and running wild since a little child. Yeah, getting it every day. I'm working sun up till the sun down. Yeah, I'm getting it every day. These niggas hating, trying to see how I do this shit. Bitch, I'm not new.